Welcome to the Storymakers interview series, where we rave over our favorite narratives and shine some light on the dedicated creatives who bring them to life. This series and our other platforms and channels are part of a larger mission to create an intuitive web space for storytellers of all backgrounds. Our web app will help storytellers publish custom manga, webtoons, comics, and other stories. If you'd like to learn more, please visit our website, storystorm.co. I'm Jeremy Moore, CEO of StoryStorm.co. I'm Trinity Choice, I'm the CCO of StoryStorm.co. We really just want to take this time to rave about the stories we love and engage the storytellers behind them. Today, we are lucky enough to have Jonathan Naranjo, CEO of and founder of Flamewright Entertainment and the creator of Shadow Syndicate franchise. Hi, Jonathan. What's going on, Jeremy and Trinity? How y'all doing? <laughs> Nice, good. Good, man, good, man. Did I get your name right? Oh, yeah, perfect. Perfect, perfect. Thank you for having me. Awesome. All right, so we got a few questions for you. We're really excited to have you here. Um, I just kind of want to dive right in, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, man, let's go. Uh, So where do you hail from? Uh, What did you do there? You know, just start from wherever you think is significant. Well, I mean, uh, I'm from all up and down the East Coast, really, uh, growing up. Uh, my father worked for the uh, government, so I ended up, you know, living here in Miami, where I'm currently residing at now. Um, you know, I lived in South Carolina for a while, Atlanta, and New York. And, um, you know, it, it was a good time. It was a good time growing up and being able to grow up in different atmospheres with different cultures, uh, you know, because there are a lot of different cultures, you know, in the U.S. So it, I felt that that, as an adult, uh, helped, you know, uh, I guess build, you know, what I've done, right? Uh, to be able to relate to different people from different walks of life. That's really cool. Um, <laughs> that's a, quite a distance, South Carolina to Miami. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I went from from. Sand and palm trees to the dirty south. <laughs> what's your, what's your, uh, you said your father was in the military. What do you do? No, he wasn't in the military. He worked for the government. Oh, sorry. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I, I do have family and, and obviously, uh, you know, the mother of my kids, she was, she was formerly in the military. Okay. Awesome, man. Um, so how did Flame Riot come to be? Like, have you started any other companies? Like, how, like, well-versed are you in the realms of entrepreneurship? Yeah, well, you know, um, I actually started off, uh, well, as, as a kid, obviously, you know, I was I was big into, you know, comics and everything. Uh, a friend of mine growing up introduced me to my first comic book store, and, uh, and that's where I, I fell in love with storytelling. Um, you know, prior to that, prior to me, you know, learning about comics, you know, I always drew at a young age. You know, I love video games. You know, I grew up in the 80s. I'm going to age myself right now. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm an 80s child, so, you know, I, I grew up with, with all the good stuff. You know, Incredible Hulk and Knight Rider and Thundercats, Silverbox, Transformers, you know, G.I. Joe, all that stuff. I remember... You know, my first movie that I went to, my father took me to go see E.T. And uh, wow. and I loved that movie 
so much, man, that, that when it was done and we were leaving, you know, he kind of looked at me in the parking lot. He said, you want to go see it again? And I was like, yeah, I want to see it again. <laughs> You know, now the rules, you know, it's, it's these big cons 
around the world, the who's who were there, the directors, the actors, panels, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. So, so it was very exciting. And uh, obviously, you know, it, it helped get his mind off of things, which was a more important thing. But it also made me nostalgic. You know, me growing up, I was like, man, you know, this is what I wanted to do as a kid. And, uh, you know, obviously when you go through Artist Alley, you're right, you see all these independent creators, you know, selling their artwork and their stories. And you just, you know, it, it, it's such a positive vibe in there that, that it just, it, it opened it back up to me. So, I had, you know, obviously when I was a kid, I had a couple of stories that I created. And, uh, you know, after being an adult and going through, you know, the ups and downs of life and, and, and the hardships and, and learning and, and everything, um, you know, I was able to take some of these stories and make them more plausible. And, uh, you know, I, I never thought I was going to be a writer, to be honest with you. Not, never in a thousand years did I think I was going to write anything. But, you know, I started to write. I started to do my research. Um, I started to learn on my own, you know, how, how do you write scripts? How do you do this? How do you do that? And I just started to build my craft as I started to write these stories and, you know, pages turned in, into, you know, uh, I'm at 12, I, I've written 12 live action films. Um, I'm in the middle of writing an animated series that's tied to it. And, uh, you know, it's been very exciting. So this is where we are. So now, you know, uh, this book is actually um, based on one of the live action properties in, in our action franchise. Wow, that's a hard and dirty, man. Yes, I hear it so often. People say, you know, I never expected to be here, but they are, and they're doing it, and it's great. You know what I mean? Um, that's really interesting to hear. I'm hoping it's inspirational too. Oh man, it's very inspirational, and, and you know, it, the inspiration is, is everywhere. You know, as a creator, you get it from all the people, obviously, before you, and you hear about all their stories and their struggles and. You know, and and now they are who they are. You know, so it, it's a testament that uh, you know it's all about perseverance. It's all it's all about believing in yourself and your goal and, and what you're creating and, uh, and taking it to that next level. That's incredible, man. Sorry, we're just doing a bit of a swap. <laughs> so you, you uh, spoke about cons and conventions. Um, was there a particular IP that stood out that you know got you into content writing? Maybe. Was it E.T. or something else like that, somewhere? Well, I mean, you know, I, I was inspired by, you know, so many of these creators, um, you know, growing up. I mean, you know, in my, in my era, you know, we're talking about, you know, Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane and Mark Silvestri, Rob Liefeld, uh, who else? Dale Keown, Will Portacio. Um, Eric Larson, J. Scott Campbell, Brett Booth. You know, these are the guys that they really made comic books, you know, they took it to the next level, really made them very exciting. And, you know, being a, being an artist, uh, you know, when I saw their work, I was just blown away. And, and I would literally spend hours and days, you know, drawing everything, the panels that they would draw, I mean, down to the last, you know. <laughs> wow. You know, so it was... Uh, it was something that really, that really sparked that that love. And then, aside from that, you know, I've always been a huge movie buff. So, you know, growing up, even before comics, 
you know, we're talking about George Lucas and Star Wars. I mean, you know, the biggest franchise ever. Um, you know, James Cameron. He's he's one of the directors that that I love. I mean, my favorite, my all time favorite movie is Terminator Two. Um, you know, and then and then obviously, you know, Stan Lee. I mean, you know, the creator of, of all of this IP that you know. Once you, I started growing up and learning more about the behind the scenes. You know, you learn about Stan Lee and 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 Ditko and everybody else that that you know started all of this. So. Yeah, man. Wow. You got quite a history. <laughs> yeah, like, that's so, um, it's just so interesting. It's, like, such an interesting life. It's so interesting, like, to hear, like, from the time that you were a kid and, like, just, like, going to movies with your dad. It's, like, the Hollywood story, you know? It's, like, you saw it and it's, like, this is what I gotta do. Um, so that's just, like, really cool and, like, how, like, over the years, like, you've just continued to do that, um, and just like even like the trials and tribulations of life like you've just like kind of dedicated yourself to these things um it's like that's really cool thank you thank you so much I mean, you know it's not easy it's not easy and all these all these stories that we hear and, and these life experiences that we hear from all these different creators i mean it's you know i i feel a lot of it you know going through all of this stuff and and uh you know anybody that wants to really do this you know, it's all about perseverance. It's you gotta believe in, in what you have and and keep pushing forward. And, and you have to have really thick skin because you know it's it's been it's been tough. It's it's not easy at all. But you know, it's it's all about the love of the craft, and and that's something that I learned along the way. You know, everybody's always trying to get to that goal, but uh, as you create and as you build. You know, it's not about really getting there. It's about your journey, right? And all the beautiful things along the way. So it, it, it's it's very true what they say about that. You know, it's not a, it's not about getting to that goal. It's about that journey and everything that you learn on the way that that builds you as an individual and as a creator, as a creative. That's really cool, man. No, yeah, like when you think about like the great people in like life who've achieved like that's like kind of like what they say like that's the philosophy they have like it's it's really not about like what you're doing necessarily it's like about like what you're doing like to get there like the process like not necessarily like the glory and the fame and all that but like every day like the little things that people don't see so you definitely got the right mindset <laughs> it's a love for it and it's and it's like what they say too it you know overnight success takes about 10 years. <laughs> so, you know, you see all these big stars and stuff like that, and trust me when I tell you, it took all of them about 10 to 15 years to get to where they're at, mm-hmm. you know, and now and now they're reaping the benefit, you know, so, yes. so that's what it's all about. So, apologize if I put you the name here. So, so Shadow Syndicate, Chase and File, we have that right? Yeah. That's the first issue of the comic to, um, you talked about earlier. Right. Could you give us like an overview, synopsis of it? Well, yeah, I mean, um, you know, Chase and File, this, this is all, you know, just to break it down and not to give out too many spoilers, but, you know, we have a whole action action franchise. Chase and File, the, the reason why we called it that is because it's actually a character-driven story you know, that ties into that whole franchise, kind of like what, you know, Marvel has done in DC, you know, all this transmedia, 
where uh, where they do all these individual stories of all their characters, and then all of a sudden they all get put together and to this big massive event that happens. So we have something like that going on, but uh, you know, in a totally different style. So uh, you know, Shadow Syndicate is the brand. Chasen File is obviously based on Chasen, uh, Colonel Chasen, and uh, and it's pretty much you know he's. On a, uh, he's part of this black ops team and uh, you know him and his team they're sent out uh, to go ahead and, and stop these guys that they think you know based on what the information that their that their superiors gave them you know they're trying to stop these insurgents uh, that have these weapons of mass destruction but uh, but when they get there and they're starting to stop all of this they realize that it, it, it's not really the, the kind of weapons of mass destruction that they had in mind at all. And, uh, and, you know, not to give too much away from the story, but, you know, things happen and things elevate. And, um, and now they have to figure out, you know, how they're going to get out of all this. So, um, so that, that's pretty much in a nutshell, without giving away too much, is, uh, is what's going on. Yeah, man, I don't want you to play spoiler. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> what I've heard, it sounds very interesting. Just want to say that, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I sent you guys a script, so I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. No, it was really good. It yeah. was really good. It was like really detailed and like really processed, and you could really like see like where you're coming from, like and why you made like decisions you made. So I felt I was there for a moment. I was there. My head was there, so it was yeah. immersive. That's the whole idea. That's the whole idea. But um, you know, j- just to give away a little bit more, so I'm not too vague. Um, you know, this whole this this particular book or, or um, the Chasen file is obviously, well, not obviously, but it takes place in the '90s, right? During the Gulf War. So they're actually in the Middle East. This is where they get sent to. And uh, and once they get there and they're trying to stop these insurgents, uh, you know, from from harboring these weapons of mass destruction, um, they come across what this ancient, you know, necropolis, like these ancient ruins uh, that that nobody's ever found before, and and this is where you know everything takes place and and where where they find what they believe to be a weapons of mass destruction, but really ends up being something, you know, totally different, way out of their league. <laughs> Not very cool. So, like, your your main character, like, Colonel Chasen, um, is he, like, modeled after anyone? Um, like, where did that, like, where did that name come from? That's such an interesting name, Chasen. I don't think I've ever, like, met a Chasen before in life. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, 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 can you just, like, explain that process? I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are asking these questions because, you know, usually when you see a, a film or you read a book, they usually always use kind of, like, the same names over and over. So I wanted to use something that, that was strong, um, something that had presence, but something that that's never been used before. And, and uh, I mean, I'd, li- I'd be lying to you if I if I could remember where <laughs> I got the name from. But it was just me, you know, doing different research and and, uh, and coming up with different things in my whole process. And this is the name that stuck. So uh, you know, I, I thought it was really great. And uh, and to answer another question, 
you know, one of the guys that I've always seen uh, play this role is Michael Jai White. And, uh, you know, he's, he's just such a strong character. He reminds me of those, of those you know, 80s and 90s, you know, action movie heroes, which, yeah, I mean, he's, he's done a lot of films, you know, that way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's just a, a built dude. He's a badass. So. <laughs> Pretty good inspiration. No, yeah. I mean, he's like 50-something years old and he still looks what he does. So <laughs> it's just yeah. insane. I've seen... Yeah, I mean, it, even if we were to get him for this role, I mean, I, I really don't care. Like, if I got to put some uh, some motion capture on him and make him a little younger, like what they did with Will Smith, man, I'm, I'm down. I, you know, shave a couple of years off. He looks great for his age. No, he really does. Like, he really does. Like, I mean, he looks very 50, so if he ever listens to this, like, he, he looks great for 50, Michael. I've seen... Well, 50's not home, but, you know. But, uh, but no, nah, he, he definitely, you know, he's... He's, he's a he's a built dude. I, have you ever seen the Vlad interviews with Michael J. White? I have. I've seen a lot of his interviews. Okay, you probably have awesome. Yeah, it was just it was um, surprising to me to kind of discover that among some people with some reputations, Michael J. White is like legit in the combat realm as well as the entertainment realm. So he's you know kind of respected in both realms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So. Um, I won't name the the more characters in the series and the episode spoiling, but is uh, Carl Chasing your favorite character to write and kind of uh, reveal his story? I, you know, he, he's the main character, uh, and you know he's tied into a lot of the other films in the series. Um, but uh, would I say he's my favorite? I mean, he, he's right up there, but. What I, what I love about writing is is being able to develop all these characters, right? And, and their different personalities and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, you know, this team, I mean, we, you know, we, we can go over a couple of the names. I mean, we have Gunther, which is uh, pretty much Chasen's uh, command sergeant. You know, he's, he's kind of like the James Dean type. And, uh, and he's been with Jason longer than all the other guys. You know, they, they've been through a couple of things together. Um, we got Cruz and Cruz. He's kind of like the muscle, you know, in the team. Uh, he's the heavy artillery guy. He, he's the guy that you don't want to, you know, throw hands with. Um, then I got Chico, which, uh, you know, he's kind of like the sarcastic Latin lover of the crew. He's the funny guy. He's also the sniper. So, you know, somebody you don't want to mess with and it's funny because I had Chico is actually me <laughs> so I, 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 I wanted to be in my book so I had uh, you know my artist my illustrator Kane and White which is amazing and, and you know that's, that's me with the Miami hat on in, uh, in, in, the, in the picture and then, uh, and then we have Maverick Maverick is kind of like the tattooed playboy he's the real reckless type and um, then we have Patron, and Patron, he's like the combat medic. He's kind of like the healer of the group. He's more, uh, I guess, spiritual in nature. You know, he, he has a he has some Native Indian in him. And uh, and then we have Knox, which is the you know the demolition expert. So you know, I, I really I really based this team off of you know the whole '80s '90s action type stuff, right? Um, obviously, in the story, I made it a little more today, but but pretty much that's, you know, 
that's who they are. So when you say like you based it off of like the 80s, 90s action, like you're talking about like Rambo, Predator, because like this, it feels like it's like Rambo, Predator meets like Tomb Raider, the A-Team. So it's like, are you talking about like... I love that you guys made that comparison. Um, you know, it, it's right up that alley. Uh, you know, I, I love Predator, obviously. You know, and um, and the whole vibe behind this also is kind of like Indiana Jones. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Spielberg fan. Uh, you know, obviously he's one of the greats, and uh, and I loved Indiana Jones. Um, so, it, you know, this, this story also has that element to it, you know, in Indiana Jones, he was always, you know, in search of like different relics and the relics had like this, this supernatural, uh, history to them. So there is that element in this story, which, which obviously I always say, obviously, I don't know why, <laughs> but which, which ties in to, uh, to the rest of the franchise, this whole, you know, supernatural element that I've added, which, by the way, nobody has used, right? So when I put this story together, I did a lot of research, you know, coming from reading comic books, and, there, you know, there's so much content out there that I really wanted to make something, you know, unique, even though uh, it has a lot of similarities. I mean, because, you know, you, you can never shy away from that. I mean, there's so much stuff out there that, there's always gonna have some. There's always gonna be some kind of similarity, but um, but the the core, the story at its core is totally different from anything that's out there. So I'm I'm kind of proud about that. And, and as people, you know, become familiar with it and start to learn more about the different, uh, you know, characters in the franchise and the different stories, and it all comes together, they're gonna realize, wow, you know, this is this is something else. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I got that vibe. It was a very familiar vibe. Something like Demolition Man. I felt like I was in the theaters watching Demolition Man, but I could tell that it was gonna take. It was gonna give me new information as well. So he did a great job of embedding that into your awesome. story. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Do you have anything before we break? Um, no, no. Like you've been absolutely wonderful thus far. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna take a quick break. Thanks so much for your patience. We just have a few more questions, as you saw in the script. Um, yeah, that's the way. Let's, let's get them all. Let's get them all. <laughs> okay. Uh, so these next few questions may or may not contain spoilers. Obviously, reveal as much as you want or as little as you want. We can skip the question altogether if we want to. Okay. Okay, let me know. <laughs> so there's a quote in the work that says, you know, I'd rather die than live with the devil inside me. I found it interesting. It was one of those things that just you know, stood out to me, really. Uh, could you talk a little bit about it, maybe where it come from, where it came from, what's the significance of it? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, once they start uncovering, you know, uh, what's going on at this, at this ancient ruin, um, they obviously, you know, uncover, you know, something that, that they weren't supposed to. And when that gets uncovered, you know, uh, something lashes out. And and that something um, is what causes, you know, every, everything in the story to, to really escalate. And uh, so this individual um, happened to get exposed to that. And, uh, and again, the 
this goes back to, you know, the whole supernatural aspect of, of everything in the story. And, you know, that individual gets, gets caught in the crossfire and get, gets exposed to that and, um, you know, ends up dying uh, in, in the story. So, uh, you know, I, I don't want to give away too much because then, you know, it, it, it'll, it'll spoil it big time. But uh, but that all has to do with with what they uncover, what they unleash. Okay. Um. Another question again might be a potential spoiler. Um. You're balancing a pretty big unknown secret in the first chapter. What was it like deciding to reveal it to the audience? You know, what's that process like? You know, um, just revealing, having that thing that's gonna drop eventually. What's what's that from a writer's perspective, just in general? From a writer's perspective, you know, everything has to be calculated and, you know, learning, once you start to learn the craft of writing, um, you know, you, you have to learn how to break things down, especially when it becomes episodic. So, you know, so you can kind of leave those cliffhangers for, for the next, you know, installment. But, um, but like I said, you know, this, this was based off of a live action film script that I wrote. So believe it or not, you know, all the detail that you guys were able to take in and read, I literally had to shave off a ton of stuff, you know, to be able to fit it in, the, in, this, in this comic book, right? I made it detailed enough so that the artist can follow it and, and he can, you know, do the, the, the most important panels, right? So people can, can follow along and, and obviously enjoy the action and everything. But... Um, but there's a there's a ton of stuff that I have to remove for for it to all fit. So, um, but but to, but to answer your question, I think that what I revealed at the end of this book was enough to keep the story going and and you know have the readers think, okay, so you know now this popped off. Now, now what's going to happen next? You know what I'm saying? Like, what where where is this going to go? Is it going to be the same? you know, thing that I've seen before, or is it going to be something, you know, new? And obviously, it's going to be the latter. <laughs> <laughs> so, to get back on track, um, America has been in the Middle East for many years, um, You and like with our military. Um, you are, like, seemingly running a, um, a book, or creating a book, that is very similar to like a American-esque like group of um, soldiers. Um, your first chapter set in the Middle East, is that like to replicate in a, in a way um, like real life? And if so, like why do you choose a location? If not, also with like America just sim um, like recently pulling out of the Middle East, like how do you feel like you'll kind of like, if it's supposed to replicate real life, which I know there's like multiple different questions in here. Um, how do you think you'll, you'll do that? So pretty much, I mean, you know, whenever you write a story, obviously, you know, my universe that I've created, this franchise, you know, isn't the typical superhero, you know, you know, spandex and, and capes, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's something that's more uh, grounded. And, uh, and obviously when you write a story, even if it's fiction, you know, to make it plausible, you know, you, you want to write it around, you know, real events that happen in history, right? And, and we've seen that in different, even with Transformers, 
you know, the movies that Michael Bay did, you know, a lot of the stuff that he tied to, you know, historic events were, were things that, that really happened or, you know, things that we know about. So, you know, since it's based in the 90s, obviously the Gulf War was going on, uh, you know, but there's a part in the book where, you know, they're like, you know, somebody's talking to Jason and his men, and, you know, I'm not going to give away who that is, but, you know, he's, he's asking them the question, you know, what, how'd you guys find this place? Why are you guys so far away from the Gulf War, you know? And, uh, and those are the, you know, those are the kind of questions that, that I want my readers to, to think about. But at the same time, as a writer, right, um, being where they're at and what they found, all what they found is tied in, you know, to the franchise as a whole, right? There, there's a bigger story behind that. There's actually uh, a live action film, actually three of them, right? That's kind of like an origin story that that talks about what they found, and um, and what they found in this story as a writer, we call that the MacGuffin, which is something that the main characters seek and and drives the story but it's it's something that they don't necessarily end up uh getting right it's kind of like the carrot in front of the 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 horse and um so so that that's what that is and speaking here from a storyteller's perspective you I don't want to say get graphic, but you get vivid with your description, certainly, and um, fans will see when they consume the work. As a storyteller, um, how do you navigate, you know, being on, to, to, like, the graphic side as opposed to, um, you know, things that are more light? Um, how are you navigating that? How do you feel that, you know, what, what approach do you take to that? Well, you know, since I grew up as, a, as an illustrator, as a graphic artist, right, Everything to me is graphic, and since I'm a I'm a big movie buff, you know, and I and I'm very I love attention to detail, right? Like they say, the the devil is in the detail. So to me, as a writer, I like to make things very detailed, where when you read it, you know, you can literally picture yourself in the middle of it, right? A lot of script writers, to to be honest, aren't that way. Right. A lot of script writers write things very generalized and they let the director uh, get detailed with it. And, and the director, the one that creates right, that uh, that whole image that we end up seeing on the big screen. Um, you know, a lot of people don't get to read scripts. Right. We, we read novels and we read graphic novels. So that's why they always say, oh, the novel is better than the movie. It's because they're so descriptive. And um, I don't know, personally, you know, I've, I've been smacked on the hand a couple of times by, by some producers and, and, and writers that have been doing this for such a long time. Oh, well, you don't have to be so descriptive. You have to leave more to the imagination. But at the same time, you know, in my mind, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, nobody's ever going to read the script. You know what I'm saying? They're just going to see what's on the screen. Uh, the person that's going to read the script is the director. And, um, and, you know, that's something that I'm also, you know, working myself uh, to become as well. So, you know, I, I write everything as, as a director, as me directing this film, right? And, and directing this story, you know, 
others by the hand and taking them on this journey, you know? So that's just, that's my process. It worked. Definitely worked. It was quite immersive. <laughs> Very much so. Man, you know, it's funny because even, even the artist, uh, when I was able to, to hire uh, Kanan, um, you know, he's been, he's been illustrating comic books for, for a couple of years now. And he even told me, he said, hey, man, between me and you, a lot of the writers that I've worked with have been doing this for years. Don't write as good as you do. <laughs> so, so he was like, you're on to something. And I was like, hey, man, coming from you, you know, I, I appreciate it. And I mean, I, I gave you a little sneak peek of, of what his art looks like. And, and this guy is super talented. And it's crazy because, you know, everything happens for a reason. I linked up with him and I gave him the script. And you guys haven't seen the pages, obviously, but it's like what the pictures that I had in my mind that I wrote down on paper, it's like he extracted it directly from my brain and illustrated it. I mean, our chemistry is crazy. So I think that uh, I know that a lot of people are going to get blown away by, by the art in this book and, and you know, just the action sequences and everything. So I'm excited about it. You know, it's, it's everything comes full circle when you get to see your creation come to life, right? So it's it's very exciting. Very cool. Um, as an illustrator, super excited for that. Um, like I've been looking at the <coughs> poster on your wall for this entire time. It is epic. Um, comic book illustration is like realism. Comic book illustration is like one of my favorite types of illustration. So literally, um, very excited. Very excited. Um, so... We've been talking about it basically this entire time we've been talking, but um, is there anything you'd like to specifically tease about the first chapter? I mean, anything you, else? You, yeah, <laughs> you've teased so much um, already, but is there anything else you would like to tease? Well, I mean, not really. Uh, all I do want to say and let everybody know is that, you know, the book is set to be released in October. Uh, you know, we're going to do it to, to start off with, we're going to do it as a Kickstarter, which, you know, a lot of independent people I've learned, you know, start that way just to kind of like test the waters and, and get people familiar with the IP. And then once, you know, obviously in the Kickstarter, you're going to be able to get things that once we release the book in stores, you won't be able to get. So, you know, for collectors out there that love to collect, you know, different things, um, you know, we're going to have some gems for you uh, through this Kickstarter. And again, you know, uh, we're going to be raising money for a very uh, great cause, you know, mental health awareness, which, you know, uh, you know, military aside, uh, it's something that is very prevalent today, you know, with everything COVID and everything that's going on. It, it's, a, it's a big topic, you know, and, and there's people out there that if we can help. Um, that would be, you know, icing on the cake for me, you know, the cherry on top, so to speak, because, uh, it, you know, it, it's true what they say. It's, it's always better to give than, than to receive. And, and, you know, if I can help somebody, that would be amazing. That's fantastic. That is really special. I definitely want to touch on that a bit later too. Before that though, uh, do you have any advice for, you know, prospective storyteller or creative, uh, one who wants to follow in your footsteps? I mean, you know, uh, my footsteps are very small compared to, you know, all these heavyweights that are already out there. But I will say that, you know, I have done my homework. You know, 
been through the trenches. Uh, I, I studied my craft. And um, what I will say is that, you know, there's a number of things, you know, that, that are tied to being, um, to be able to, to make it in this entertainment business, right? You know, some of it is talent, some of it is luck. Um, you know, a lot of it is patience and relationships. Uh, you have to have a lot of patience. You know, you have to have thick skin because you're going to get a ton of no's. Uh, I've gotten thousands of no's. But you know what? So has everybody else before me. You know, they've gotten hundreds, thousands of no's, right? And, but at the, end of the, at the end of the day, they kept trucking on and they are who they are now, right? And now everybody wants to give them yeses, right? Like, like I always say, everybody's a nobody till you're somebody. So, you know, learn how to be patient, learn how to build relationships, stay humble, um, and, and just, you know, have that, that perseverance, you know what I'm saying? Because you are going to fail, you know, and, and, and that's what I love about this day and age with all the technology and all the public speaking out there and all these guys that are mentors, you know, some of the main advice that they give is you're going to fail, but you're going to learn from those failures, right? So when you're failing, you're not really failing, you're learning and you're growing. So, you know, keep moving forward if this is what you really want to do. So long-term vision, um, creatively, like 10, 20 years, like down the road, like what do you see? Well, you know, I'm going to take my humble hat off for this one. You know what I'm saying? I, I, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm working really hard. I've, I've been able to link up with a, a lot of really great uh, producers, which, we, you know, I'll shout out later on. And, uh, but yeah, man, I, you know, I wrote this franchise you know, and it's it's taken me a couple of years. And, you know, I want to be the next George Lucas. I want to be the next James Cameron. I want to be Kevin Feige, you know, Stan Lee. That, that's who I want to be. I want to be these guys because these guys started off just like I did. And they learned the ropes. They did what they had to do. And now uh, they've created, you know, epic stories that, that we all love, you know, and I think this, I think this franchise that we created, I think everybody's going to appreciate because it has, it has a lot of everything that has sci-fi, it has the supernatural, it has action, it has, you know, even the superhero element down the line. So, you know, there's a lot of beautiful aspects that I tied into this franchise to, to make it whole. It's incredible. That really is. Um, Jonathan, this has been incredible. Um, thanks so much for sharing you know, time with us today. Uh, we'd love to do this again because this was really enjoyable. Um, what do you say? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, the book's coming out in October. I, I'd love to, you know, link up with you guys again, maybe towards the end of the month and uh, to have another little powwow, you know, to get people excited about it. You know, hopefully by then we'll have the link up ready to go. And, you know, we can get some of your listeners uh, excited about, you know, uh, being part of our journey. Definitely. Um, so, like, is there anything you'd like to highlight, like your website, social media, any other creators, Patreons? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, obviously, I want to give a shout out, you know, to 
my kids, Angel and Sophia, for being my inspiration. Um, you know, my producing partner, Ed Martin. Uh, you know, he's worked on stuff like I Am Legend, uh, Mario Kassar. He's uh, he's an OG in the film industry. I, I've been lucky to rub shoulders with this guy. You know, he, he was an executive producer for the Terminator franchise, Rambo, Total Recall, Universal Soldier, Stargate. I mean, he's he's worked with the who's who, so... I'm hoping that uh, with him and Ed, you know, we're gonna make some some big things happen. Um, I also want to give a shout out to two comic book creators that you know have really taken me under their wing, and, and you know, whenever I have a question or, or need help with something, they've never you know turned me away. And this is uh, Jimmy Palmioli. Um, you know, he, uh, he owns paper films. Uh, he's a big writer. Uh, you know, he's written everything. Uh, I, I can name, I can name so many, but he's, he's, if you look him up, Jimmy Palmioli, he's awesome. And, uh, and Tim Seeley, Tim Seeley is another great guy that, that's really always had my back. Um, and then aside from that, uh, spoiler, spoiler, I have a, um, I have a really big influencer that he's going to be a character in the book. And, and later on in the series, you know, there, there's going to be more on him. But his name is Tony Santamat. And uh, a lot of people know him as uh, Real World Tactical. If you look him up on YouTube, Real World Tactical, he's an ex-Marine. He's a total badass, big fitness guy. So he's, he's going to be, um, you know, a character in my book. Uh, also a good friend of mine, pro bodybuilder, Victor Martinez. Um, you know, he's, he's helped me, you know, put a lot of the pieces of the puzzle together and introduce me to a couple people. One of them being Michael J. White. Uh. <laughs> um, and then, you know, uh, to my sponsors, you know, I'm, I'm going to be working with Reef Pop, you know, they're the guys that own New York Comic Con and a whole bunch of other different pop culture cons from around the world. They're going to help me, you know, promote the book. Um, you know, we haven't solidified it yet, but we're about to. So I'm just going to shout out Pepsi. Uh, they're going to be another big sponsor of ours. Um, and then I have a, a good friend of mine, Paris Cabezas and the Luber Mutants. They're part of a company called Intercat Music Group, and they're um, they cater to a lot of you know music influencers in the Latin industry, and uh, and then also you know another producer friend of mine, Johnny Falcones, uh, he owns an OTT platform called Viva Live TV. He was also Mark Anthony's former uh, manager, you know, back back in the day. So, uh, you know, these are all friends of mine that, that have really helped me along the way. And I uh, just wanted to shout them out. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, like, closing statements. Um, for oh, and by the way, I mean, obviously, check out flameright.com. I mean, that's my site. Uh, it tells you a little bit about who we are, what we're doing. Um, you know, soon we're going to have some really cool merch out you know, for all of our fans. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, and that's about it. Very cool. We can do it after. All right. Cool. Jonathan, thank you so much, man. This has been incredible. I can't wait to have you back. Yeah, man. No, likewise, man. Thank you.
so much for the opportunity, man. I really appreciate it. Very excited for your story. Um, very excited for it. I literally cannot wait to see the illustrations and the writings. Um, love that. So thank you so much for your time. This has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for loving my name. Um, <laughs> no, thank you for all that. No, it's an awesome name. Next time we can talk about you know, where Flame Right comes from. It's a pretty cool story behind, you know, how I got the name for the company. Very cool. Very cool. Absolutely, man. Do you have anything else for us? That's it, man. I guess just let me know, you know, once you guys edit everything and you start, you know, posting and stuff, that way I can I can push it out there through my channels too. Absolutely. We'll be in contact through email. We definitely expect some social media marketing as a result of this and um, look forward to connect with you again. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thanks again, and thanks to all those listening or watching wherever you are. Be sure to visit storystorm.co slash storymakers to listen to the full transcript of this interview and see what else Jonathan and Flamerite Entertainment Group has been working on. Also, stay locked in our social media feeds for more from Storymaker series, free digital art, paid contests, storytelling resources, and more. Lastly, this series and our other platforms and channels are part of a larger mission to create an intuitive web space for storytellers from all different backgrounds. Our app, our web app will be able to be to help storytellers like yourself publish comics, mangas, webtoons, and other stories. If you'd like to learn more or contribute, please, please, please visit storystorm.co to purchase a support token or join our crowdfunding efforts. Thank you so much and peace, peace. out.